This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. Hello, Chamber Champions, and welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it's my goal here on the podcast to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor is Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions. Let's hear from Diane Rogers, President and CEO of the Rancho Cordova Area Chamber, to learn how the Holman Brothers has provided value for her. As a medium-sized chamber, we recognize that it's absolutely critical to have a well-qualified and well-trained membership development person. Holman Brothers trained that person, recruited that person, and they even trained me on how to manage that person. We're grateful for the support we got. You can learn more about Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions by visiting holmanbros.com. Our guest for this episode is Matt Hunter. Matt joined the Pocatello Chubbuck Chamber of Commerce in Idaho in June of 2005 as the president and CEO. Matt has a business administration degree from Washington State University and an AS degree from West Valley College in Saratoga, California in food service and restaurant management. In his role at the chamber, Matt is responsible for all operations with special emphasis on government advocacy work and the financial health of the chamber. Matt serves on many boards throughout the region and state. These include the Idaho State University College of Technology Advisory Board, as well as multiple advisory boards within the College of Technology. He also serves on the Eastern Idaho Development Corporation Board, the Southeast Idaho Council of Governments Board, the Idaho Chamber Alliance Executive Committee, and on the Idaho Nonprofit Center Board. Matt and his wife, Sean, have been married for 37 years, have six children and three grandchildren. They love the Pocatello community and made the jump from the hotel industry to the chamber industry so they could stay in the Pocatello area long-term. Matt and his family love the outdoors, including fishing and camping, and Matt really enjoys getting out and meeting chamber members, as well as being involved in the many community activities. Matt, we're excited to have you with us today on Chamber Chat Podcast. I'd love for you to take a moment to say hello to all the Chamber Champions who are out there listening and share something interesting about yourself so we can get to know you a little better. Well, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate being on the show, Brandon. Um, Yeah, I have uh, worked in the Chamber now for about, coming up on 18 years. I enjoy the work that I do, and um, it's, it's great being part of the community. So when I was a young man, I grew up in the Bay Area of California. Um, I marched in drum and bugle corps, which some of you might be familiar with, some of you might not be. Uh, National champion corps from the Santa Clara area and uh, won a couple of national championships with that. I've traveled pretty much every state in this country, um, mostly on a bus and stopping and playing music. It was a blast, but that is something (laughs) interesting about my early years in life. Yeah, no, that is great. And for those listening, they can't see this, but my background, um, Niners mentioned Santa Clara. I got my, my Niners helmet in the background, big Niners fan and grew up in Sacramento myself. So, um, we've got that in common. So, well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully you're Niners. Well, fan. You see all the Niners <laughs> stuff on my wall behind me. There's quite a few Niners things. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, um, 
Well, it's good to to have a fellow Niner fan on here. So, uh, tell us a little bit about the the Pocatello uh, Chamber, just to give us an idea, size, scope, scope of work, yeah. uh, budget, staff, that sort of thing. Yeah, happy to. So, uh, the Pocatello Chubbuck community is located in the southeast corner of Idaho. So, we're about two and a half hours north of Salt Lake City. We're about three hours east of Boise, Idaho. Yellowstone Park's nearby. It's a, it's a beautiful high mountain area. Um, love it here. The communities of Pocatello and Chubbuck, they're pretty much combined. Literally, Walmart's in both of them, which is kind of funky. You know, they're, they're right really? on the line, right? Kind of funky. <laughs> um, but um, about 75,000 people. Our chamber uh, serves about 750 members, a $650,000 a year budget. Um, I have five and a half staff members, including myself, that operate in the downtown Pocatello area is our office. So that is kind of a quick shot of our chamber. Yeah, that sounds great. That, that definitely helps at the table, give some perspective before we get into our conversation today, which will be focusing our discussion around your hybrid sponsorship program. And I know oftentimes Chambers here, sponsorship program, their ears perk up. They want to know more about, you know, what, what other chambers are doing to bring in the money, right? Yeah. So we'll, uh, speaking of money, we'll uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and, and dive, dive deeper into this topic. Are you looking for a year-round affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat, Shop, Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar. Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. Chambers of Commerce have been around for over 400 years promoting communities all over the world, but today so much is found digitally that Chamber Nation believes it's critical that there is a custodian of local digital information. They believe the Chamber is in a perfect position to be that organization. Chamber Nation provides an amazing membership management system you use to manage the Chamber and the community. They also deliver a complete membership development system that they manage for you to be sure your membership community is fully documented for search and much more. Essentially, Chamber Nation delivers an entire membership support department, which is perfect for those Chambers with a limited budget that needs to do more. With Chamber Nation, not only do you have a membership management system, but also a membership development system all in one terrific package. So save money and be impressed by visiting richardscalendar.com to set up a demo with their CEO or learn more at chambernation.com. 
From lost opportunities to missed recruiting goals, membership salespeople need expert coaching to push through and achieve. It's how top performers get ahead and stay there. With Next Level Coaching, the Holman Brothers become your membership rep's de facto sales trainer, advisor, sounding board, and mentor all rolled into one. Visit holmanbros.com slash next level to learn more and request a free trial of next level coaching for your membership pro. All right, Matt, we are back. Um, So as I mentioned before the break, we're going to focus on your hybrid sponsorship program. So first of all, what does that mean? What is your hybrid sponsorship program? A lot of chambers run what they call sort of a tiered dues that includes events and stuff like that. We don't. We run a standard dues based on employee count. Um, And so our dues run from about $325 for a very small uh, uh, business to about $5,000 for our very large uh, companies that we have here in the area. None of that includes sponsorship. So we sell a separate sponsorship package and we call it the One Ask Sponsorship Program. So I'll sit down with a company one time a year. We have a, a packet that includes all of our events, prices for all of them. And um, there are four tier levels, uh, bronze level sponsorship, silver, gold, and then a platinum. Um, Each of those events can be picked and chosen as they wish. A good example is if you're a silver sponsor, you can pick any three of the nine events that we have in our our sponsorship bundle. You can be a silver sponsor for that, including whatever a silver sponsor gets. Might be a table at event, might be a hole at a golf golf tournament, um, but you get that variety of things and you can pick any of those that you wanna be a silver sponsor for. And then there's some marketing that goes into it. You're on our website. You're on a a pull-up in our lobby. You're on a pull-up that's at all of our events. You're on our weekly newsletter that goes out. And so they're they're, um, quite inclusive of of any type of membership. The top level, uh, the platinum sponsorships are $12,000. They include being a premier sponsor for one of our events and then being gold sponsors for other one. And obviously they get more events they can be part of as a platinum sponsor. You can be at uh, part of five different events. Um, and it includes other things like our all member meetings. You get tickets included to that. You can do a business after hours as part of your um, sponsorship package. So it works really well. Um, uh, we bring in about $110,000 a year of our $650,000 budget. So it's a big chunk of our revenue stream. And uh, it's been around since 2015 and continues to grow each year. So it's a, it's a good program. I don't know if you got some specific questions about it. I'd be happy to answer them, sir. Yeah. So my first thought is um, pricing. Pricing is always a you know something of, I don't know, people are scared sometimes to talk about price, to set price, to do you do you know, discounts as you do bigger packages. So as you look at the different packages with the one ask program, is there discounts if you do multiple things or do you just say, here's the prices, we're just presenting it all at once and you can decide what you want or how do you go about the, the pricing structure? Yeah, there's obviously more value built in as you as you go to the larger packages. But the, the top package, as I said, is a $12,000 package. Um, 
Pocatello is not a large, I know people that pay a $25,000 sponsorship to be part of an event at the Boise Chamber. And I love those folks. And, and I learn a lot from them about sponsorships, but um, you know, really a, a top sponsorship for one of our events, if you just bought that sponsorship alone is about 3000. Well, when you buy this, package you get about five of them and so they're you know for twelve thousand you're getting fifteen thousand value you get all the marketing that i mentioned uh that that comes along with it you get the uh the other couple of added events like the all member meetings and and stuff like that that you get free access to below that you go to the gold sponsorship was about eight thousand dollars you generally get about ten to eleven thousand dollars in value when you buy into that one. Um, so it's in, and it's just less events and less um, hierarchy at those events. You know, our events are structured. You're, you're a gold sponsor. You get upfront seating, silver sponsored behind them, bronze sponsor, you know, and, and then the general public grab seats where they can get them. Um, and so all of the levels do that. So you got 8,000 at the gold level, you got five thousand at the silver. It's got about sixty-five hundred dollars in value, and you get about three thousand at the bronze, and it's three to four thousand dollars in value. So the the added additional um, value obviously goes up as the right. level of the sponsorship, and and we'll even do more. So the one ask gets you this many events, but I'll sit down with a member, and they really like the one ask because I sit down with them and bug them once. It's right. not yeah. I'm going to call you every other week. Well, and they can compare like, everything too, right? Right. They yeah. can, everything's there and it's and it's all laid out. And some of them will say, well, we want all of this stuff that's included in the package. Plus we want this, this, and this. So their okay. bill for it might be $15,000 um, because they've bought extra stuff. And once again, I bug them one time and, and they're done uh, dealing with their sponsorships for the year. So uh, it works so out really well for us. So let's talk about how you go about bugging them <laughs> the, the one time a year. So 750 members, I don't imagine you're sitting down with all 750 yep. to go through the ask. So how do you yeah. identify the ones that you are sitting down with, um, the ones that sponsored the previous year? Do they get first right of refusal? How do you how do you approach it? Yeah, exactly that. Um, so initially at, at most of our events, well, at all of our events, there's the annual sponsor uh, messaging is there because you're recognized at all of our events, at least with the banner that's there. I always mention it. If you're interested in talking about this, love to meet with you. I love to talk with you about it. And so that's sort of the the first one. At our big annual awards banquet, we really recognize them all. I give them a plaque for being part of it, you know, for the year. And and that's where I make a little more sales pitch of this is what this program is. I'd love to talk to you about it. We also just do some general emailing about it, but there is first right of refusal. So if you're the sponsor, premier sponsor of our governor's banquet, you own it until you decide you don't want to be the premier sponsor of that event. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, and all of our events are like that. There's only uh, about nine events on there. There's only one premier sponsorship for each one of them. And so um, there is a little bit of competition for folks that want to get their hands on one of those. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, and that brings up another good point. So the competition for those, especially those premier sponsors, um, how do you address pricing from year to year? I mean, especially right now we're inflationary times where pricing tends to increase yeah. in a lot of areas. 
Do you feel stuck at all in pricing? Or are you able to increase pricing? We have felt stuck at pricing. And, and I think we would have been justified doing a price increase this year. We did not. Um, we had a discussion. We actually had a very good year last year. And we probably shouldn't make that decision based on that because all of our events costs have gone up. But in the meetings this year, I pretty much told everybody these are going up across the board next year. Every, every level is going to go up. All of our events are going to go up. The only thing we really increased individual pricing on this year was our golf tournament because it's, I mean, it's in July. I think I've got 10 spots for teams left in it. I mean, it's already almost full. Um, and so uh, we felt there was just such demand for that, that we increased the price. And, but that will um, go into more price increases for all of our events. The right. premier sponsorships are probably going to go to 3,500 instead of 3,000. So um, I, I see everything. We're already kind of working on what this is going to look like yeah. next year. So, so as you as you mentioned, sometimes there's competition on these uh, you know premium sponsors. Um, yeah. Do you open it up at all for bidding on uh, on some of these prime spots, or just no, first come I, first serve? Yeah, I have not done that. Um, it it really is first come first serve, and there are not all of nine of those events are owned every year though. So there is still some availability on you know some of the maybe. I don't, I'm not going to say all my events are highly valuable, but some <laughs> that the members, the membership sponsors don't value as much as other, maybe based on attendance or other things. So there always is. A or maybe they're there. just better aligned with other yeah, programs. Yeah, right? they, they like, you know, I mean, our Gate City Brewfest, phenomenal event. Not every business wants to be aligned with a brew fest but luckily we have some that do and yeah. so we have premier sponsors for that and and all of our other events so um it works pretty well but the the competition side it, it gets you're juggling renewals so a lot of them renewal in january and you're like i need to get this renewal done because if you're not going to take this premier sponsorship i already got somebody asking me about it right so and i'm not trying to pressure them i'm just saying i need to get it done if you don't want it that's fine. I have people jump around between platinum to gold to silver up and down each year. Some of the companies yeah. move up and down, but uh, and then that makes things available for other folks. But the gold, silver, and bronze, I can sell 50 of them for any event. So those are very much. Okay. So that was one of the other questions on my mind is how do you juggle that? So if uh, if you haven't heard from one of those premium you know, platinum sponsors, and yeah. you know you've got two other people vying for that position. Uh, at what point do you just say, "Okay, we got to move on," at risk of you know hurting feelings? <laughs> and I actually did that with one of them this year, and they were they were a premier sponsor or platinum level sponsor and a premier of one of the events. And um, I did have somebody else interested in that, and um, it took a little while for them to make their decision, but they downgraded from platinum. And gave up that event and somebody else picked it up. So it really is just like, I've got to get all these booked. I need your help. You need to make a decision on this and, and staying in touch with them. These folks, I mean, there's 17 of them in my community that are that are across these sponsorship levels. Yeah. Um, I think the first year we did about eight. So, But I stay very closely in touch with those 17. And if they've got questions or problems, they know what I'm going through with the other ones. 
Um, and generally they know who the other folks are that would like those events. So um, they, they make their decision and sometimes they keep it because they don't want that competitor. Right. So. Right. Well, <laughs> and I imagine a lot of the businesses that are doing these big sponsorships, they're, they're on board with the mission and vision of the chamber and they're, yeah. they're invested. I mean, you're not yeah. dealing with, you know, a, a $300 investment level because those ones are going to be, you know, not as committed to the right. long term, right? Um, so, is your January just packed with trying to meet with all these businesses? So, I actually start this process in November okay. because you know by January we're starting to do events. Um, so, but it, I mean, I literally right now I have two that technically renewed in in January that are not finalized, and it's the, the big events they've got; those are nailed down. But they're trying to decide whether they want to be a sponsor of the law enforcement barbecue or the CEO breakfast series. And they haven't made that decision. And that's a little more fluid. I don't have to know that right now. We can do that at the end of January still. We we can manage that last little part. Um, So I've got two of them that I'm still working with that are still in the final decision process. Yeah. So is there ever a point where you think, you know, I need to reach out to these five or 10 businesses and encourage them to get more involved with, with everything? Yeah, that, that really is how this program started. It was a number of businesses that were interested in being more engaged. And uh, I came up with this program, I, I think I said in 2015. And since then, it's like, you know, somebody comes into the, the community, they start doing a lot of stuff and I'll sit down with them and say, you know, you're doing three events with the chamber. You can throw that into a sponsorship package and get all this marketing that comes along with it. And that seems to work very well. I've done that multiple times over the years. That's where how we got to the first eight to where we have 17 today. And some have gone out. We've had some that have done a year and, and backed away from it. We have some that have been in it since the beginning and have been there the whole time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, different folks value it and it's, they spend their marketing dollars on other things. I had one that wanted to upgrade it this year and then, well, we're doing this stuff over in the Bar- Boise market. We're going to stay at the level we're at, you know, and, and that's fine with me. I just, yeah. I, I want to serve their needs as well as I can. Right. So maybe for clarity's sake, so you have the one ask that you've yep. got these packages for, but then as you have these events throughout the year, are you still offering sponsorship levels throughout the year for those who yeah. are not participating in the One Ask program? Yes, we are. The only thing you can't buy without being in the One Ask program, to be a premier sponsor of an event, you have to be in the One Ask program. But you can buy a gold table at February Fantasy, which is coming up next Friday. You can be a silver, you can be a bronze. There's a lot of other sponsorships available for all of our events. And you can buy any of those as one-offs. And so I, I think a gold sponsorship for most of our events is about fifteen hundred bucks. Um, a, a silver is a thousand, and a bronze is six hundred dollars. So, okay. um, yeah, mo- most of our stuff is in in about that range. There's a couple of larger ones, but yeah, yeah, I like that. That gives you a, a pool of people, yeah. of, of businesses in the future that you see if they're sponsoring three or four different events. Yeah. Say, hey, let's let's I think have our- a deeper conversation. Yeah, our February fantasy, you know, there's probably six or seven sponsors that are involved in the one ass that are part of this big dinner we're doing next Friday night. And um, but there's 20 sponsors 
So a lot of folks have come on as added sponsors um, for the event uh, without being in the One Ask program. Okay, I gotcha. So has there been any lessons that you've learned through going through this One Ask program that you're like, this worked really well, or oof, I wouldn't do that aspect of it again, or you've had to tweak along the way? The biggest mistake I made at the very beginning, and it's still there, but we're starting to work around it, one premier sponsorship for every event. And it, it was, so you get exclusivity. Um, you don't end up with two competing banks or two competing credit unions or whatever um, as top sponsors. But I wish I had said, you get exclusivity within your sort of tier of influence. So maybe I could have our hospital be a premier sponsor and our big credit union be a premier sponsor together. And it, it has limited my ability, obviously, to sell premier sponsorships. We have nine major events. I have nine I can sell, and I'm out. And I think I could sell more. And I'm actually starting to talk to those premier sponsors about, would you be willing to do this with this other partner to open up more sponsorships? That's probably the biggest lesson. And then I probably should have done more regular price increases on it because, uh, it, it has made it harder to do that small chunk um, price increase. You know, we, we increase our dues every year, two, 3%. Um, every year, folks don't notice you're not coming after them for a 15% increase all the time. It's the smartest thing. If you don't increase your dues every year, folks, increase your dues every year. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, but uh, I, I wish I had done more of that also, sort of stayed up with the pricing in the market instead of locking it in. Right. And are you the exclusive person meeting with all the, the one ask uh, potential I, sponsors? I am right now. I'm actually going to transition to this as a commissioned piece to my membership salesperson. We're in the okay. process of doing that uh, right now. And the meetings that I do um, as we go through, because they're not, they don't all renew in January. I didn't make that clear. I have some that renew in October and some that renew in July because you can sign up anytime during the year. The okay. big ones I'll renew in January. But um, so when I have some of these smaller ones renewed during the year, maybe four of them that don't renew in January of the 17, I will take that salesperson along and teach them the process and uh, help them understand how that program works. So yeah, that, that's my plan. I need to transition away from it. Uh, I spend more time on government affairs than I do actually on selling sponsorships. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you've covered a lot of, a lot of great stuff here and really painting the picture, how you guys are, are working your one ask program. Is there anything that we're missing that we haven't covered that you, you think is important for listeners to know? Well, you know, you always have just sort of extra events coming. And so you say, it's one ask and you really don't want to bug them about something, but something pops up during the year. We've got a, once every year, we get to bring the legislature to Southeast Idaho. Well, this is 23. We're bringing the legislature to South. I have to raise a lot of money to bring the legislature here. We fund everything. So you, you do have special events that are not part of the one ask and, and just working through that because then it's like, well, I'm going back to farm bureau and I'm saying, I got this other event and y'all want to be part of it. And, <laughs> Generally, they're all pretty good about it, but yeah. uh, you know it, that that's another something that comes up every once in a while. 
Yeah, I, I thought of that earlier in our conversation of as you do have new events that come in, do you just kind of earmark it and say, we'll add that into the calendar for next year? Or if you try to get it in as they come from time to time? You really do. I mean, I have, uh, in, you know, in my budget, there's three lines, event one, event two, event three, that are just potential things that may come up that year that you didn't okay. budget for the year. They're extras and at some point, somebody wanted your help with something, you decide to be part of it, and you need a, a funding area for it, an expense area for it, so you just write it into the budget as you go along. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so as we start wrapping up, I wanted to ask if there's any tips or action items that you can suggest for listeners who want to take their chamber up to the next level. What would you suggest for them? Well, there's two that I would really suggest. Um I uh, came to this industry from the hotel industry. I'd been involved in chambers for all 20 years I worked in the hotel industry, but never closely. Um, so I almost immediately, the second year I was here, I went through the IOM program through the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Phenomenal program. If, if you haven't been through it, I would definitely suggest folks go through it. And then after I got done with it, I was like, well, where am I going to get my learning now? I need to stay up on things, need to be involved. And I get a lot from the Idaho Chamber Alliance, which I'm part of and I'm past chair of. And we meet, we, you know, 20 chambers in Idaho that meet together and talk about these kind of things and operations and sponsorships and all kinds of stuff like that. So if you have a state chamber, be involved with your state chamber. And then finally, I attend ACCE every year. It's uh, been a great conference. I started going to, I think I, my, the year after I finished my IOM, I started going to ACCE, and uh, it's every year I come home with something from that conference yeah. that we implement that makes our chamber stronger. Not always a financial thing. It might be something else, but always something comes out of that in, in programs and benefits and something that I can implement to, uh, to support this community. That's right. And that's actually where we met was at the ACC yeah, conference. So that's correct. yeah, something good came out of that. So how there about you go. <laughs> so Matt, I like asking everyone I have on the show about um, how do you see the future of chambers and their purpose going forward? Well, I, I think um, their pur purpose going forward is just being super involved in their community um, and it, it's something where we haven't done a great job in the past. And we're, and we're reaching out more into not just my membership community, but the whole community and working on things as, as a community partner um, involved with the United Way, involved with early childhood education, um, things like that that we have gotten involved in. And the other real thing that Chambers have got to get much better at is figuring out how to engage the younger population. We start, you know, for years, I wanted to start a young professional program and we did. We started one about a year and a half ago and it was actually the Boise Metro Chamber that helped me. I had one of their people that runs theirs come over and talk to my board about it and get a group together and really help us get one up and running, ensure we have funding for it. That's now part, and it really is helping engage the younger community with our Chamber of Commerce. And that's very important. Yeah. Uh, if you want to stay relevant going forward, you got to start with them while they're young, right? Yeah. Very <laughs> so, much so. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to share any contact information for listeners who'd like to reach out and connect and learn more about your One Ask program. What would be the best way for them to reach out and connect with you? 
You can reach out to me two ways, Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W, at PocatelloIdaho.com. It's Pocatello and Idaho just spelled out. Very easy. Um, and then the chamber office number is 208-233-1525. Happy to chat with anybody. Happy to share the literature I have on our One Ask program. And always happy to talk about anything else in chamber world. You know, people say that chambers are all the same, but I, I'm a firm believer of the comment. If you've seen one chamber, you've seen one chamber. Y'all are doing great stuff that I know nothing about. And uh, we might be doing some good stuff that we can help you with. So love to chat with folks. Very good. And I'll get your contact information in our show notes for this episode. And if it's Thank all right, you. maybe we just link to your one ask um, program material that you have. Is there a yes. link on your website that we can just point them to on the show notes? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe or, not. Or, or reach out to Matt <laughs> and he'll get it to you. updated often <laughs> enough that it, the updated version may not be out there. So and, and that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Just, just reach out to Matt to get the latest and greatest. Um, <laughs> uh, Matt, this has been a great conversation. And I know Chambers listening are getting value from this and, and their minds are spinning as to how they can implement something like this to to simplify things, but also to, to make it easier on those, those bigger sponsors as well. And uh, really appreciate you setting aside time and joining us today on Chamber Chat Podcast and sharing this experience and insight with us. This Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. If you are a Chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. Have you ever thought about creating a podcast for your chamber? We always hear about how chambers need to be storytellers. What better way is there to tell the stories of your members and the work of your chamber than through a podcast? Your audience is waiting to hear from you as a convener of leaders and influencers, champion for business, and catalyst for change within your community. I just launched a chamber podcast course with the goal to get your very own podcast started within 30 days. Visit chamberchatpodcast.com slash pivot to learn more and to enroll in the Chamber Podcast course today.